Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The NFL embraces gambling, yet it suspends a player for doing just that. Gambling. It is the height of hypocrisy. Then we have Colin Kaepernick continuing to be the fraud that he is. And then there's Cleveland Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens just being flat out stupid. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Folks, when I heard this, it really made my skin crawl. I mean, I'm telling you, making my skin crawl. The NFL, for lack of a better term, has the balls to go ahead and suspend a player for gambling on football. Now, the player in question is Arizona Cardinals defensive back Josh Shaw. All right? And he has been suspended at least through the 2020 season, which is next season. Now, Shaw's been around. He's 27 years old. He was drafted by the Bengals in the fourth round of the 2015 draft. Okay? He's been, uh, his first three seasons were with Cincinnati, uh, spent some time between the Chiefs and Buccaneers last season. All right? He, he wasn't making a bundle of money this year. He had signed the one-year contract for 850000 uh, You know, he's made something like $3 million in his career. Not Borscht, don't get me wrong, but not uh, uh, a king's ransom by NFL standards. Anyway, this was an accident, is an accident waiting to happen, and there will be far more, many, many more to come, okay? The NFL, as we know, along with the other sports, be it Major League Baseball, be it the NBA, have embraced gambling. You know, you can't beat them, join them. So there's legalized gambling. You can go bet on games. And then you go ahead and, I mean, it's absurd. You can go ahead and gamble, but you don't want your players to gamble. Think about that. Think about the stupidity of this. Now, you might be saying, but Russ, no, players shouldn't gamble. I get it. 
I tend to agree with you on that. But you, you're having gambling, you're embracing gambling in your sport. You want a piece of the pie, including all these fantasy leagues. I hear it all the time. Players are involved in fantasy leagues in all sports. I want to read something to you. This is like the bylaws. And, and by the way, just before this came out, just before this came out, uh, that show was suspended, the NFL sent out a reminder to players. All NFL personnel are prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating any bet whether directly or indirectly through a third party on any NFL game, practice, or other event. This includes betting on game outcome, statistics, score, performance of any individual participant, or any other kind of proposition bet on which wagering is offered. Now, I mean, think about this. You are inviting gambling. Okay, what's to say that Joe Blow player, said player, goes to his mom, goes to his dad, goes to his brother, goes to his sister, goes to his friend, goes to me, Russ Salzberg. Hey, Russ, do me a favor. You know, uh, put down a 1000 for me. Put down $10 for me. It, it, this is an accident, has been an accident waiting to happen, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. And if you don't think other players are doing this, you are flat-out nuts. Flat-out loco crazy. It is moronic. It is absolutely moronic. You're you're, uh, protecting the integrity of the game, but you are allowing gambling. Period. You know, Crash, my buddy here, just reminded me something before we uh, went on air to discuss this. Shaw got a longer suspension than Miles Garrett did of the Cleveland Browns for taking a helmet like a war club and smacking Mason Rudolph, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, over the head with it. Garrett got suspended for the rest of this season. Shaw, who, again, was on uh, injured reserve, wasn't playing anyway, he's getting all of next season. You know, apparently there was no word whether if... Sure, bet on Cardinals games or how much he wagered or where the, the bets were placed, okay? And, and apparently an NFL spokesman said that, you know, such details are irrelevant to the broader issues raised by his misconduct. Let me read this to you, okay? I, I mean, I, I could throw up from this bullshit. The continued success of the NFL depends directly on each of us doing everything necessary to safeguard the integrity of the game 
and the reputations of all who participate in the league, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said in a statement. At the core of this responsibility, he goes on to say, is the longstanding principle that betting on NFL games or on any element of a game puts at risk the integrity of the game, damages public confidence in the NFL, and is forbidden under all circumstances. I, I could you be could you possibly be more hypocritical? And and I don't give a rat's ass if it's in the bylaws. Once you accepted gambling, once you accepted gambling, legalized gambling, it opened everybody up. And more so more than anybody, it opened up the players. For Insane criticism. It was open season. Guy drops a ball. Guy does this. He doesn't run fast enough. Uh, He runs out of bounds. Uh, He drops the interception. He uh, trips. A million and one things. You're talking about putting at risk the integrity of the game. The minute the National Football League and all the leagues... Major League Baseball, NBA, the minute they all bought in to gambling, bought into fantasy sports, bought into all this business because they wanted a piece of the pie, they put their sport sports at risk. They put each and every member of their leagues, each and every player in the National Football League, Major League Baseball, NBA, wherever else, NHL, wherever they're betting, they put all their players at risk. They put all their coaches at risk. They put the entire leagues at risk. I am not condoning Shaw, okay? I'm not condoning him, Josh Shaw, at all. But I was against this, and you know, well, but Russ, you can't be high and mighty. You can't be righteous. Righteous. You you, you got to pull your head out of the sand. This is 2018 when uh, it got the go ahead. Uh, you, you know, I remember NBA commissioner Adam Silver changing his tune. Well, you know, there's a lot of money out there. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of money out there. There's always been a lot of money. The NFL's not stupid. The enticement of the NFL each and every week is gambling. You know it and I know it. I was raised on looking at point spreads in the newspapers. We all were. And little betting sheets. We all were. Forget being an I'm talking about when I was 10, 11 years old. And, and, and I said, and I, I, if you people recall, I did podcasts with a guy by the name of Arnie Wexler. Who used to be the head of New, the New Jersey Council on Compulsive Gambling. Arnie knows everything about there is about gambling and gambling addiction. This opens it up for everybody. Now, l- listen. This is not the first time a player has been um, 
suspended for gambling. I remember two great football players, one for the Detroit Lions, one for the Green Bay Packers, Alex Karras for the Lions, Paul Horning for the Packers. They were suspended for a year in 1963 for gambling on football. Now, we're going back in time, aren't we? Aren't we? We're going back in time. Over 50 years. So, and and believe me, everybody knew that there was gambling going on then, but okay, it wasn't legal. So they were suspended. And then, uh, you know, they came back. In fact, Horning came back, was part of uh, the Packers' uh, Super Bowl championship teams, Super Bowl one and two. Great player out of Notre Dame. Then Arch Schleister, quarterback, Baltimore Colts, gambled. 1983 got suspended. But we have embraced, the NFL has embraced gambling. Don't misread what I'm saying, folks. Don't misread what I'm I am not condoning, but I'm saying let's stop the hypocritical bullshit. You can't be talking about putting players at risk and the integrity of the game when you're allowing it. You're in bed with fantasy sports. You're you're in bed with legalized gambling. You want a piece of the pie. Come on. Yet you're going to suspend the player. And it's such nonsense. You don't think. I, I, you can go to your buddy. To anybody. Mom, dad, your daycare teacher, your babysitter, anybody to lay down a bet for you. How are you going to prove it? It's so stupid. More than stupid, though, it is the height of hypocrisy. It really, to me, it's just, it's beyond words to me. How could you possibly talk? And, you know, then I I don't want to get into the other aspects of different people uh, you know, things that people do because we're just talking about gambling, okay? I'm not going to take the NFL to task for other behavioral habits, okay? We're just talking about gambling. But again, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, at the core of this responsibility is the longstanding principle that betting on NFL games or on any element of a game puts at risk the integrity of the game, damages public confidence in the NFL, and is forbidden under all circumstances. It damages public confidence in the NFL, yet you buy into the public betting on the NFL in legal fashion, in fantasy sports, in real betting. It's, I mean, 
I don't even know how the NFL has the nerve. The league had better change its bylaws. This is a serious, serious situation. And you know what? Josh Shaw is not a frontline player. Okay? As I said, you know, he was on injured reserve. Uh, drafted in 2015. You know, not making a lot of money by Joe Blow standards. He was, you know, had a one-year contract this year for 850000 we all should have one-year contracts for 850000 Crash is laughing. He's made more. He's 27 years old, and he's made more than $3 million in his career. Okay? You're worried about the integrity of the game, but you embrace gambling. And, folks, go back. Go back, listen to my podcast when I heard this was happening, and you'll know, remember exactly what I said. This is an accident waiting to happen. This is going to open up not a can of worms, snakes, lizards, not not no can of worms. This is a mess, and it's only going to get worse. And I'll tell you, see, Josh uh, Shaw is not a frontline player. Oh, baby, wait till it finds out the league finds out because a frontline player is going to get nabbed. So you're not going to get a lot of public screaming now because he's a, he's on the Arizona Cardinals who are lousy this year. He's on there. He's on injured reserve. So it's like, yeah, who cares? You know, just another guy. Let it be a frontline player on a team vying for a playoffs or a team going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, then you'll see what's going to happen. Then this would be headlines all over the place. I mean, think, you know, I don't even like mentioning names because as soon as you mention a name, as an example, it gets linked. Take your biggest stars in the NFL right now. Your biggest stars, your biggest coaches, your biggest any and everybody. What the hell prevents them from betting on a game. Now, somebody might say, yeah, but what the hell? I mean, you you know, they don't need the money. They're making millions and millions of dollars. It don't matter. It's just for the fun of it. Or like in fantasy sports, for the fun of it. Who's to stop them from having a buddy do it? It's absurd. It is, as I said, the height of hypocrisy. I mean, again, I'm going to read this one more time. All NFL personnel are prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating any bet, whether directly or indirectly through a third party on any NFL game, practice, or other event. This includes betting on game outcome, statistics, score, performance of any individual or any other kind of proposition bet on which wagering is offered. Oh, okay. Very, very good. But yet we embrace all these fantasy sports and we embrace legalized gambling because, hey, there's a lot of Scott Ole to be made there. A lot of moolah, a 
lot of do re mi, a lot of gelt, a lot of dinero, a lot of shekels, a lot of rubles, a lot of simoleons. The continued success of the NFL depends directly on each of us doing everything necessary to safeguard the integrity of the game and the reputations of all who participate in the league, so says NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. At the core of this responsibility is the longstanding principle that betting on NFL games or on any element of the game puts at risk the integrity of the game, damages public confidence in the NFL, and is forbidden under all circumstances. What a load of crap. My God. This was just, as I said, folks, an accident waiting to happen. If the NFL wants a hold by those standards, it better damn well rewrite the bylaws and it better damn well revisit their acceptance of fantasy sports, legalized betting, or anything else. Now, look. I'm not saying don't again. I'm not saying I'm a bet. I'm against gambling. I'm not saying I'm against fantasy sports. I don't get involved in fantasy sports because I just don't. But I, I know tons and tons of people who have a good time with it. I'm not against it. But if you are going to embrace this. You're also embracing the fact that you, the league, is is putting its players and the integrity at risk. The players aren't doing it. You're doing it to the players by accepting the fact that you want a piece of the pie of gambling. Hypocritical BS. On the subject of BS, who's more full of shit than Colin Kaepernick? I ask you. Kind of hard for me to find somebody more so. You know, first, we had to hear about his nonsense. You know, oh, you know what I'm talking about with the open practice that they were going to have. And then he switches it at the last minute. And he talks about he just wants to play. He's been waiting. It's all bullshit. Colin Kaepernick does not want to play. Colin Kaepernick, he doesn't even want to be a martyr. He wants to portray himself as a martyr. Because he's got people like Nike buying in and doing the commercials and he goes with his Kunta Kinti t-shirt. He's, he's full of shit. And he's stupid also. You know, it was one thing taking a knee in protest. That was one thing. Again, I defended, if you remember, I defended his right to protest. Didn't agree with it, but I defended his right to protest. But the moron totally lost me when he wore a T-shirt of Castro and socks depicting police as pigs. He did that. It just told me he was full of shit. He was a complete fraud. And to this day, I say, yeah, go wear that T-shirt to Little Havana in Miami. And see how you get your ass kicked. And wearing 
socks depicting cops of pigs. Well, he's an asshole. Besides being a fraud, he's an asshole. But then this week, he has, he goes, speaks at an unthanksgiving celebration. Yeah, he goes to Alcatraz, speaking to Indians, okay? Alcatraz, too bad he's not in Alcatraz when it was in its heyday. Putz. Spent the morning at the indigenous people's sunrise ceremony on the 50-year anniversary of the occupation of Alcatraz. This is what Kaepernick tweeted on Thanksgiving Day. The U.S. government has stolen over 1.5 billion acres of land from indigenous people. Thank you to my indigenous family. I'm with you today and always. Oh, now he's a member of the the indigenous family. This guy is a complete fraud. And and now somebody might be saying, well, Russ, why are you being unfair? He's not, how do you know he's a fraud? I'm going to tell you why. All right? In my estimation that he's a fraud. Was he doing any of this? Did we hear any peep from Colin Kaepernick about any kind of uh, protesting civil rights of people, anything before his career started to go down? And when he was playing with the 49ers in the Super Bowl, would that have been the grandest stage of all? Would that not have been the grandest stage of all? Think about it. The millions, go ask Nike and everybody else, the millions of dollars and what that is spent on ads and and halftime shows and viewership. Wouldn't that have been the time and place? But no. Once the once the career started to go in the shit house, then then Colin Kaepernick became righteous. I mean, really. And when people put this guy's name in, in the same sentence as Muhammad Ali or Malcolm X. Whether you like them or not, or other people. But they were real. This guy is a complete fraud. A complete bullshit artist fraud. And you want to buy into his nonsense and that bleeding heart stuff that he's being blackballed? Yeah, now people are going to say further he's being blackballed? Why would you hire this moron to be your backup quarterback? Why? Who needs the headache? Risk-reward ain't worth it. Who needs the headache? Blackball my ass. And speaking of asses, one head coach, Freddie Kitchens... Of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you all know what happened two weeks ago on a Thursday night game, November 14th, in Cleveland. Browns beat 
the steal is, 21-7, end of the game. It's a scuffle. Miles Garrett takes the helmet of Mason Rudolph and whacks him on top of the head. Subsequently, Garrett was suspended for the remainder of the year. A bunch of guys, there was like 33 total suspensions given out. Uh, Rudolph was fine, $50,000. You know, other suspensions, but you know, that... Those were the two guys front and center. Those were the two guys front and center. So Freddie Kitchens was going uh, to a movie to see the new uh, Tom Hanks movie on Mr. Rogers, A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. And that's where Mr. Rogers was from. And he wears a T-shirt. All right? This is how he says. He says, I wore a T-shirt. Now, the T-shirt said Pittsburgh started it. Now, this is not a player. This is not a equipment manager. This is not a fan. This is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns were going in for this past Sunday to play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And Freddie Kitchen wears a T-shirt saying Pittsburgh started it. Here is Freddie's comments. I wore a T-shirt. I wore a jacket with it. My daughters wanted me to wear the shirt, and I'd wear it again. I put a jacket on. I covered it up. I took a picture with the fan. That was as simple as that. You are the leader. You tell your players, you know, don't put, do bullet board bullshit. Don't do nonsense. You, prior to the game, he was telling his players all week, we are going into Pittsburgh. I want my players focused on the Pittsburgh Steelers, on what's going to take place on a football field, and you wear that. As fate would have it, they go into Pittsburgh. Trying to stay alive in the playoff picture. Bada beep, bada bop, bada boop. Net result. Steelers 20, Browns 13. According to uh, Freddie Kitchens, the T-shirt didn't cause us to give up 40-yard passes. And we were ready to play. That's the only thing people need to be concerned about. We were ready to play. Yes, you were. You were ready to play, but you didn't play well enough. I don't care if you would have won 50 to nothing. You're the head coach of the pit, of, of the Cleveland Browns. The last thing a head coach is supposed to do is light a fuse. Your team is coming off. Your team is coming off one of the ugly, ugly, ugly scenes ever seen on a football field. Truly, one of the most despicable, ugly scenes ever seen on a football field. And you go ahead. Pittsburgh started it with a T-shirt. You know what, folks? NFL can have their bylaws. 
NFL can have all kinds of stuff going on. NFL needs to take a good look in the mirror and see what's going on with their billion-dollar league. Because today, from where I'm sitting, it looks like the east side of a horse going west. All right? Right now, folks, that is a wrap here. I'd like to thank all of you for getting a load of this, and now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast, on the NFL, on whatever. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also always check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man across the way, Crash, always takes good care of me, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano. Thank you, big guy. Thank you, Tim Einickel, producer of... I get a load of this podcast. Uh, my thanks to program director from 77 WABC, Dave Rosie, to his outstanding assistant PD, Matt Dahl. And last but certainly not least, big time, big time thank yous to all the huge people out there. Because without huge people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Alford, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you. morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.